0: Jay button popcorn <laughs> Okay let's start the show. Jim Bio Preparati per la stagione
1: Quattro Preparate para la temporada Quattro sit back relax and listen Friday's gon' have you listening. Get ready for a real good vibe. Shea Butter and Popcorn, now live. Welcome to Shea Butter and Popcorn. With Taj and Chels, Season 4, Episode 21.
0: Shea Butter and Popcorn is the podcast where your neighborly film fanatics review our favorite films and shows. My name is Chelsea, aka Chels, singer, actor, blogger, podcaster, and all-around movie lover.
1: And my name is Tajana, also known as Taj, actor, filmmaker, lover of black stories, black narratives, black everything. Welcome or welcome back to the show, everyone. <laughs> yes. If you don't know
0: now, you know. Come on. Honestly. Y'all been riding with us.
1: <laughs> Come on. You you should know by now. You
0: know. You know. <laughs> they know the face, they know the name. Something's on the right. right.
1: Whatever it is.
0: It's fine. This week will be so fun. We're talking about gangster movies, you guys. Gangsta. Ooh, ooh, ooh. You know, these films that often involve or incorporate a good heist, they're much like thrillers. uh, Suspense. And they have all of that without the horror aspect, of course. But I love, personally, a Russian car chase scene or a tent shootout or a fight scene can make or break a really good gangster slash heist movie. So I will never forget the first time I saw a movie like The Godfather, for instance. It shocked me so bad. I was like, whoa, take the gun, leave the cannoli. Take it to the mattresses. To the mattresses? To the mattresses. We I'm sorry, you guys, if y'all don't like my jokes, but we've been in the house. so We love your jokes. We've been inside. Oh, my goodness. Let's get into our films. First up. I'm talking about John Wick, 2014, directed by Chad Stahelski, written by Derek Kolstad. So this series has grossed over $580 million at the box office. Okay, John Wick, there's only three movies out so far, over $580 million. I was like, wow. It has an 86% rating on Rotten Tomatoes and 92% of Google users enjoyed it. The film's budget for the first one, had a budget of $30 million and made $86 million at the box office. So it racked up. Dominated. The whole franchise is pretty elite. The third film is my favorite. Chapter 4 comes out later this year. Very excited to see that. John Wick Chapter 4. Legendary assassin John Wick, played by Keanu Reeves, retired from his violent career after marrying the love of his life. Oh, so sweet. Her sudden death leaves John in deep mourning. When a sadistic mobster named Josef terosov I hope I'm saying that right, played by Alfie Allen and his thugs steal John's prize car, ooh, and they kill the puppy that was a last gift from his wife, John unleashes the remorseless killing machine within him and seeks vengeance. In that part, the beginning Jeez louise it's so sad when they it's just i first of all, I, I hate animal cruelty of any kind but they killed that dog it's just it's horrible meanwhile whole father played by michael Nikvist, i hope i'm saying that right um john's former colleague puts a huge bounty on john's head i mean it's a classic instant classic for me and i love it you know it's violent it's sleek it's sexy you got keanu reeves doing stuff People keep asking me if I'm back. I'm starting to think, yeah, I'm back. <laughs> he takes that sledgehammer, busts through the concrete to discover his guns. <laughs> awesome. Please stream that if you have not. That's available to rent Amazon Prime or it's on cable TV all the time as well. TNT, USA stations like that. So please do yourself a favor and watch that. It's also um, John Wick 3. Actually, all the John Wicks are on HBO Max. So... Check that out if you haven't. <clears throat> Next up is Godfather Part 2, 1974, directed by Francis Ford Coppola and written by Mario Puzo, available to rent on Amazon Prime. Now, this series has made over $512 million, so pretty penny. It's an epic crime drama trilogy, of course. If you haven't heard of The Godfather, I am so sorry. <laughs> I'm not really sure what to do with that, so Yeah. <laughs> It's a classic, but um, it has 98% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. 93% of Google users enjoyed it. This installment had a budget of 13 million and made 88 million at the box office. Godfather part two. It's very compelling sequel to, you know, Godfather one based off the book by the same name, contrasting the life of Corleone father and son. Ooh, so good. Traces the problems of Michael Corleone played by Al Pacino the goat in 1958 and that of a young immigrant, Vito Corleone. Robert De Niro <laughs> plays Vito. Another goat, of course, in 1917's Hell's Kitchen. So Michael survives many misfortunes and Vito is introduced to a life of crime. I mean, this movie is just incredible. Okay. First of all, you have Marlon Brando playing old Vito in the first one. It's excellent because, okay, what's so special about Godfather Part Two? why I love that one is because it's a prequel and a sequel. It's like two movies for one. It's a double feature. Um, Fredo, Hyman Roth, all these characters are in there. It's just like, who can Michael trust? You know, Fredo, his problematic brother, Hyman Roth, who's like kind of like a fake friend slash mentor. Kay wants a divorce his wife. You know, um, back in time, Vito has his own problems and is really like this poor Robin Hood who rises up from nothing, literally nothing against the black hand who's taxing people egregiously in this ghetto in Ellis Island where he comes, you know, to from Sicily, it's excellent. So with nine Academy Award nominations, it won six for best score, best art direction, best adapted screenplay, best supporting actor, as he should, De Niro acted his butt off and like his entire role was in Italian. He doesn't speak English, it's excellent. Best Director for Francis Ford Coppola and Best Picture. This is amazing. Um, It was the first sequel to have won the Academy Award for Best Picture because, you know, people kind of hate on sequels because sometimes it's just like a cash grab, but this was actually really decent. Um, So that's that one. Last up this week is The Drop 2014, directed by Michael R. Roskam and written by Dennis Lehan, available to rent on Amazon Prime. So this film has an 89% rating on Rotten Tomatoes, 83% rating on, by Google users. And so this film had a budget of $12.6 million. It made $18.7 million at the box office. It's based on a book called Animal Rescue by Dennis Lehane. So very, very cool. You have Bob Saganowski, played by Tom Hardy. Tins bar and his cousin's pub and looks the other way when local mobsters use the joint as a temporary bank. His simple life takes a complicated turn when he finds a battered puppy. He asks his neighbor, Nadia, played by a new me, Rapace, for help nursing it back to health and a mutual attraction sparks between them. However, a robbery at the bar and the return of Nadia's abusive ex force Bob to face the truth about those he thinks he knows best, including himself. So this one, is definitely more of a slow burn compared to the other two I talked about, but it hits you just the same. I'm not going to give away the twist. You got to watch it for the setup alone. It's excellent. But Tom Hardy's so good at playing simple characters, unexpected, don't even see a coming type of characters. You know, it's a slow burn, but it's a good watch. So
1: check that out. Those are my films for this week. Taj, you let me know what yours are. Yes, so good. This is like the genre that will have you sitting back, like sinking into the couch, waiting to see what <laughs> happens next. Yes. I am so excited. So, first up, a classic, um, more of a, I guess more on the gangster side than the high side, but nonetheless, Four Brothers 2005. Um, this crime film, oh my gosh, 52% on Rotten Tomatoes. Y'all are insane. Insane. But, like, 91% of Google users like this film. Um, so if you're not familiar, this was directed by, uh The late John Singleton, rest in peace. Yes. Uh, so when an inner city Detroit foster mother is murdered in a botched holdup, four of her now grown adopted children suspect it was no random killing. Rising musician Jack, um, who was played by Garrett Hedlund, former Marine Angel, played by Tyrese Gibson, hot headed hockey player Bobby, played by Mark Wahlberg and settled down husband and father Jeremiah played by Andre Benjamin, also known as Andre (laughs) 3000, goes on the hunt for neighborhood criminal kingpin, Victor Sweet, played by Chiwetel Ejiofor, while being trailed themselves by the local beat cops. Um, If I didn't already say this came out in 2005, it did $92.5 U.S. million at the box office. This film only had a, like, well, not only, but it was a $30 million budget. Um, this film, uh, I don't even know how to eloquently say this, but the film, um, is, is um, it, it was shot in Detroit, uh, Michigan and the, the greater Toronto area. Um, but it's been described as black exploitation influenced. Um, and I think a lot of it has to do with such the strong characters like each character had its own like as you can see just by the the logline descriptions Mm -hmm. like they all had their own lives and like seeing how they coincide together um it's very gut-wrenching it's very emotional um obviously don't want to give away a lot of the film but um the film um was said to have uh, a sequel in development that was like way back when um (laughs) i don't know um we'll see what happens Uh, you know just such a strong cast terrence howard is in there as well i i think that this story um had so many different layers and like also bringing the conversation um to light about you know being and you know having you know foster siblings like mm -hmm. having you know adopted siblings and like having you know this woman who you know was uh, you know, <laughs> their foster mother. Um, I think like we don't get to see those conversations. No on screen. And it's very so diverse it. and it's so great with
0: just like everyone's mm-hmm. given, taraji P. Henson and like mm-hmm. also mm-hmm. just watch it just to see two to the British man who's from years <laughs> a Slave play against <laughs>
1: her because that was Yeah. That was very interesting <laughs> to see him in that distinguishing you know, to just see him as was yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> he did great. Um, and I think it was just so 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 emotional. Um, a lot of the parts that really reeled you in didn't have music under it, yeah. and it was just raw emotion dialogue and. That will always get you, and I'm literally crying while talking about it. Because it was it was Aww. such an emotional film, like it, was. it makes you feel like I'm just thinking back to just like watching it multiple times and just like how mm-hmm. it makes you feel the cinematography um and just all of the intimate shots. um I'm thinking about one scene in particular that we're not gonna talk about because no, we yeah, nope, nope nope, nope but nope. I will say that in this in this film that definitely you know seeking revenge and, and turning into a, a certain turning into a certain evil um yeah. definitely has its reasons and i think that this film definitely showcased and that so it's
0: really yeah. just crime of passions because anyone could do that i'm mean, just talking about your family True. your loved ones we are all capable when it came comes down right
1: to it, so. <laughs> i will turn gangster for some, for some, a family member. Like we, I think we all will, you know, definitely have that like, no, like this is what's happening now. Um, a fun one. Um, crime thriller, definitely interesting gangster personality heist situation. Um, uh, infamous or infamous, however you want to pronounce it. Um, that came out last year. Um with Bella Thorne and, and Jake Manley and Amber Riley um uh, was in that thing too. Uh this was very, very interesting. Um, you guys can watch it on Hulu. Um, it did get a four out of ten on IMDB, 40% on Metacritic, but 69% of Google users like this movie, so I don't know. Um it was, I think it did do lower at the box office given COVID, but um, it basically highlights Bella Thorne's character as like a reckless, this reckless, you know, girlfriend. Um, and then, you know, Jake plays her, her new boyfriend. Um, they become social media sensations when she streams their cross country robberies online. I know y'all are thinking, what? Why would you even film yourself robbing people? Um, but it, um, is definitely, definitely a very, very interesting. <laughs> take on like you know that i don't know like her gangster personality is like i have to post these under a new account um and give give the people something um to feel you know she wants to feel wanted she has she has a lot of insecurity issues but she wants to feel wanted um there's a lot of backstory established in the beginning of the film um that goes into the character development of like why they started these robberies and like just them feeling neglected and like not having super healthy home lives really contributed to that as well um so with this film it definitely is you know such a like (laughs) i feel like it's just such a a movie of like this time of like of course like oh my gosh like just her having to have her phone at all times hey Honey, we're losing, we're losing followers because we're not posting our robberies right now. Cause like, we need to stop laying low and get back out there. Amber Riley's character (laughs) being in, in there randomly is just like so interesting because, um, you know, you just got, I'm like, girl, you watch it on Hulu. Um, and it's, uh, directed and and written by Joshua Caldwell. So very interesting story, my guy. Um, (laughs) so y'all can, y'all can see that. Um next, I don't know. Can you hear the water running?
0: No.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> Going back. Okay. Last film is Cutthroat City. Um on Netflix. Also came out last year. So many people came out with films in the midst of COVID. Mm-hmm, like I yep. think they like were in production like 2017 to 2019. And then they were like, let's hurry up and edit <laughs> so that we mm-hmm. can release this. When people are looking for content, which is why so many different, so many, um, new projects came to, um, streaming, streaming services last year. But yeah. Anyhow. Yeah. So y'all can watch it on Netflix. Um, Cutthroat City, um, got a 69% on Rotten Tomatoes. Ooh. 74% of Google users like this movie. Um, but I, I love it because, um, it revolves around, the the basis of the plot and it has to do with the location and all these types of things is um, it revolves around Hurricane Katrina. So it's based around that time. So um, when Hurricane Katrina uh, devastates New Orleans, four desperate friends band together to pull off a daring heist in the heart of the city. Um, this was definitely very interesting. Um oh my gosh. Where do I start with this cast? It highlights as one of the, the mostly the main character but obviously there's others. um Shameek Moore um who is married to Demira who is played by Kat Graham um you have all of these weird like <laughs> gangsta nicknames um you have Demetrius Ship Jr of course love him mm-hmm. um and then oh my gosh Wesley Snipes Terrence Howard um my gosh, like this cast is so so strong. Um, um, basically, Shamik's character is an aspiring artist working on a graphic no- novel of that name, um, and he's denied a chance to publish his work. You know, times are hard. Hurricane Katrina, you know, hits, and they live in the you know the lower Ninth Ward, um, which is you know, crime, drugs, et cetera. So his friends are in the lower income tax bracket obviously and dealing with poverty they need to do something um because you know blink and DeMira, they applying for aid it's not sticking so Demara's cousin um lorenzo bass um who is played by ti lol <laughs> is <laughs> a local drug lord and he's always yeah he's always playing that character um but basically They ensue on, you know, a a heist and they end up um, I don't want to give too much away, but they end up um, getting into a situation and um, they they basically um, keep going in order to uh, make money and provide for uh, their families. Because, um, you know, Blink, um, aka James, this is real new. Um, he, you know, uh, well, Demira has a, has a child, um, I, if I'm not mistaken from a previous relationship, but he basically is like, you know, this art stuff is not sticking. Um, you know, I, it's not just me anymore. I have to worry about them. Um, you know, when you have a family it's very serious. So I think it's a testament to kind of like, um, if y'all remember in some of Tupac's old interviews when talking about, and even in his songs talking about like, you know, doing what you have to do to survive. And, like, do I do this wrong in order to, like, live and not die? Um, mm-hmm. Or do I just, you know, become subject to poverty and, like, just dwindle away? Right. Because they're desperate to find a way out, and they're only
0: humans, right. you know? It makes me also think of right. the song, Mortal Man, Kendrick Lamar. He's, like, interviewing Tupac. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Exca- and that movie, exactly it reminds me of that. And the setup also reminds me of, um, I don't know... <sighs> y'all remember it was a it was more of an indie film it wasn't on netflix mm. or anything but i think it was for a time but mm-hmm. brotherly love with mm. palmer and then <laughs> you remember her. that one quincy and then um oh,
1: yeah
0: cory hardick to tamara's to husband that was
1: mm-hmm. yeah that was so good Kinda i got it um this. i got a chance to uh, meet the director when i went to philadelphia for AXO. So oh nice, was nice. yeah that was lit but yeah I Axo, so.
0: yeah y'all we yeah, both for AXO so um if y'all didn't know
1: <laughs> AXO stand up no, um <laughs> we love the AXO but I I think that that is so real and you know it it's it's like a moral thing of like we know that this is not morally sound mm-hmm. but at the end of the day you know Everybody for themselves. It's just such a complex conversation. I think that they approached it beautifully. Um, y'all should definitely, definitely go watch it. Um, they had a $8.9 million budget. Um, they did less than a million at the box office so there's that um I think once again having to do with COVID because first of all I didn't I didn't even know it had came out until a little bit later on film is directed by RZA RZA I don't know how to say his name um King Robert (laughs) Fitzgerald Diggs um Mm -hmm. and so oh he's I'm I'm sure both
0: are correct because you know Mm -hmm. before I knew who SZA was I used to call her I love SCA
1: Oh w- my God, SDA. I love her. Nah, I feel ignorant. I have to look this up. Wait, I didn't know that he was. Okay, 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 okay. That makes <laughs> sense. <laughs> you were calling her SC- oh? an Because
0: oh she's like underground. I found out about her, y'all. I'm about to tell her myself on Tumblr and SoundCloud. <laughs> and I was like,
1: That's Ooh, S- hilarious. <laughs> That's like actually hilarious. Rizza. RZA okay at least that's what they said in the interview
0: okay well then that's it then. because I
1: said RZA has so many nicknames okay bringing you back the film is directed by Riza, um who y'all may know as the leader of Wu-Tang Clan um and he um he's produced the most albums for the group and he um is also an actor filmmaker so awesome 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 work and like just dope cast all around so you can watch that on Netflix once again, and those are my picks. So good. Such great,
0: great, great films. You know, let me know too, you guys, just what your favorite gangster movie is. Something we Please. missed, something we didn't highlight. Let us know, you know? Please share this you episode. Know. Because there's so much stuff. <laughs> like Godfather Part One, where there's the horse in the bed. And the guy's like, <laughs> <laughs> Oh my <That's-> gosh. Yes. <laughs> Make him an offer. L O L. Can't refuse. That that's hilarious. <laughs> it's the best. Oh man! Thank you all so much for listening. Next week, y'all. For the last time this season, we're bringing back decade duty. Woo! Ooh, yes. <laughs> that's, that's it was so much fun, duty. I was like, "We got to do it again." We got to. Oh, of
1: course.
0: I had too much fun. So one more. One more again, y'all. Vic- Victory lap with this one. <laughs> so this one will be they're special. them like, this decade <laughs> <Beauty."> <laughs> <laughs> Decade duty. <Beauty. laughs> they keep bringing back decade duty. Yes, we are. But it's double decade duty, okay? So they're going to be covering the 1990s and the 2000s combined in mm-hmm. one episode. Oh, yeah. So excited. So, my so favorite Love it. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Follow us on social media to stay updated on this podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Shave pop on Instagram at Shay Butter Popcorn or follow us
1: individually. Follow me at Chelsea J Music on Twitter or Instagram. And you can follow me at Tagliana Okachuku on Instagram and at Tayama Tweets on Twitter. Yes. Let us know Ooh, yeah. your thoughts, y'all. What do you want to hear next? Okay. Please do. Let us know. Let us know. Slide in those DMs, y'all. Yes. Don't be scared. Don't be scared.
0: Until next time. Until next week. <laughs> That's <laughs>